Welcome to the 126th Air Refueling Wing Podcast of the Illinois Air National Guard at Scott Air Force Base. I'm your host, Tech Sergeant Brian Ellison. The 126th Air Refueling Wing Podcast focused on people, mission, and community. Coming up, my conversation with 126th Air Refueling Wing Staff Judge Advocate, Lieutenant Colonel Matt Gettin, and from the 126th Recruiting Office, Tech Sergeant Rich Olson. I mentioned this before, but make sure you get subscribed to the 126th Airman and Family Readiness newsletter called Miscellany. It's a great resource for information and events going on around the wing, the base, and the Air Force. At the end of August, uh, this was mentioned in Miscellany, at the end of August at the Gateway Raceway, there is an auto race double header NASCAR truck series and IndyCar. Tickets are provided for free through VetTix. You can find sign up uh, through VetTix for free. If you have ever used VetTix before, it's amazing. I've used it. I use it all the time when we could go see live concerts. I bet I saw probably six or seven concerts just last summer alone through uh, VetTix. And if you haven't seen IndyCar yet, oh, holy cow. I went last year. Amazing. And make sure you stick around for the end of the race. I don't know how they're going to do it this year with social distancing. Uh, Obviously, they're going to be doing social distancing at the race. You're going to have to to wear a mask uh, while you're at the race as well. But you can get onto the track after the race and see the award presentation and all that. So you can find out about uh, the tickets, the free tickets through uh, for the race at Gateway Raceway through Miscellany. You can uh, sign up. Through the one for the 126th Airman and Family Readiness newsletter, Miscellany, you can find that on the 126th SharePoint or ask Travis Barker to email it to you. Contact him at travis.e.barker6.civ at mail.mil. We're joined today by the 126th Air Refueling Wing Staff Judge Advocate, Lieutenant Colonel Matt Gettin. Sir, thanks for uh, coming in today. Simple but broad question, sir. What can the JAG office do for us? Our overall uh, job in that office is really to support the wing, the wing commander and the wing's mission. Um, but what we do for the service members in the wing really comes down to legal assistance. Um, so, so I think that's what you want to talk about today. Right. We, we can get into the weeds on that a little bit. Yeah, and when you say legal assistance, the first thing that comes to my mind is you guys can write up wills, right? Right, yeah. So um, legal assistance includes uh, providing you with wills, powers of attorney. Um, uh, I'll say... Simple legal documents that that you you'd have to pay some real money for out out in the uh, out out downtown town excuse me um, if you went to a lawyer downtown but you're entitled to that service as a member of the Illinois National Guard as a member of the United States Air Force um, we provide that for you so so right um, the first thing that comes to mind to most people is the will. That's something that, that we can do for you if, if you need it. Um, um, really provides you with a value added. And um, I'm always preaching to young airmen, you know, you've signed on, very honorable thing that you're doing here, but make sure that you take advantage of 
all that the Air Force has to offer you, and part of that is is this legal assistance that we're talking about. But it can include some minor consults on um, maybe legal issues that you're having um, outside of the Air Force, and so um, we can we can get down into the granular details of that too if you want. But um, uh, just a general legal assistance, anything you can think about uh, that, that you may want to go talk to an attorney about we can do that in the wing. The one thing that we don't do, and it's often confusing for uh, wing members, is if you are facing some adverse administrative action, so uh, demotion, a uh, maybe even a discharge um, from this wing, we don't represent wing members in that capacity because we represent the 126 area fueling wing uh, interest in that um, in in that particular instance and so but what we can do is hook you up with the adc from the state um and and so that's often confusing to to, to airmen when they come in our office so um but that's something that's something also we can do refer them out to an attorney who will help them out oh that's good yeah. uh when it comes to a will do you do you recommend the younger or does it is it a do you recommend the younger airmen get wills? Right. No, that's that's a great question because um, what frequently happens is, uh, you know, uh, the first sergeant is telling them, especially deployers, you have to go to JAG, you have to get a will, you have to get a power of attorney, you have to do this, you have to do that. All very well intentioned. Most of the young airmen probably don't need a will. I, I ask them really two simple questions. Um, are, are you married? And if the answer is no, I ask them, uh, maybe not in this order, do you have children? And if the answer is no to that as well, if you're not married and if you don't have children, if you're okay, if you're a young airman, with all of your stuff going to your parents, well, that's what's going to happen by operation of law anyway. You probably don't need a will, to be honest with you. But if, but if you're married, um, everything's going to go to your spouse Unless you don't want that to happen, then we can divest your spouse of up to 50%. Um, I could tell you some stories, but I won't, <laughs> about people who did, who, who, who did want to divest. You know? not, not in this wing, of course. We, we, oh. Yeah, not in this wing, of course. <laughs> Good. Uh, but, but no, uh, everyone's situation is different, right? So um, if you don't have um, a large amount of assets, and again, you're not married, you don't have children, probably don't need a will. If you do have children and you don't have a lot of assets, a will is important because the will will tell the court um, who you want to take care of the children in the event that you and your spouse, if you're married, or you, um, you know, meet your untimely demise, you want the court to know uh, what your intentions were vis-a-vis -vis your children and, who, and who's going to take care of your children. So. Uh, again, in those two instances, it's very important that you do have a will. And, and if, you, if you don't have, if you don't fall into that category, you probably don't need to take your time to come to my office. And um, but I always tell people, even if you don't really need one, if you want one, come on in and we'll take care of you. Yeah, because I mean that's probably a pretty good. I mean it's probably two hundred fifty bucks maybe for. So a depending on depending on the how complicated your your financial situation is, it could be anywhere from what you said, 250 would, which was, that's the uh, 
bottom basement legal zoom yeah yeah that that's that's i wouldn't be very comfortable with that uh will if if i was paying 250 dollars for a will but i mean it, you know depending on your situation it can go up into the thousands of dollars and so we typically pin that at about six to eight hundred dollars of value to you as the member and so I, I I think it I think it is valuable again and again if you don't need it yeah you don't have to come get it but if you if you need it we do want to take care of you especially deployers um, but those are things you should be thinking about even if you're not deploying right I mean we we start to think about it more when when we're going into a hostile fire zone of course makes some sense but but you know you could something could happen to you on the way to drill. And so we want to make sure your family's taken care of um, um, if that happens. So uh, I think I think wing members should think about that. Think about um, taking care of their family, and um, when they think about that, they should think about stopping in and seeing. We're talking with 126th Airy Fueling Wing Staff Judge Advocate Lieutenant Colonel Matt Getton, sir. What can you tell us about powers of attorney? So um, if you have a family care plan, so you're dual, um, you're, 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 you and your spouse are both in the military and you're required to have that family care plan, um, there is some language in, in something, and I haven't, I haven't pinned it yet, but that suggests that you have to have a power of attorney in that packet. You don't have to have a power of attorney generally, and, and actually what we recommend against is getting a general power of attorney. If you are married, your spouse has, um, generally has all the power he or she needs in that relationship to take care of most of your legal matters if you were deployed. So um, what we don't do is if you're not married, if you, if you, um, are asking us to give you a general power of attorney to, let's just say the person you met at the bar three nights ago. <laughs> so, so when you when you're uh, going on deployment, um, you you asked us to 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 uh, give power of attorney to this nice uh, man or woman that you met a few nights ago. We're simply not going to do that for your own protection. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, so the the power of attorney gives the person that you're giving the power to the authority to do anything legally on your behalf that you could do for yourself. And so it, it, is, very, it is a very powerful instrument, and we want to make sure that we're wielding it appropriately. What we will do is, uh, when it comes to powers of attorney, get into specific powers of attorney. So you, you may be going on a deployment, but you're trying to sell your house, or you're trying to buy your house, or buy a house, and, you, and your wife and you want that to be in both of your names, and your wife needs to have ability to sign for both of you. In which case, that's a very simple power of attorney. It's very specific to that function, and um, the power is extinguished once that function is is uh, employed. And so, um, that can apply to many different things. We have medical powers of attorney that are very important to a lot of people. You know, what, what do you what do you want to happen if if you're incapacitated, can't make your own decisions? You know, that's another important power of attorney. But when it comes to general powers of attorney, we just simply don't like to do that for the obvious reasons. You mentioned that uh, power of attorney for health, uh, for medical. Mm -hmm. Is that 
Is that the same thing as a living will, or is that separate? Is that something different? So right. So so the the living will will tell the the living will will tell um, the medical personnel what your intentions are if you can't make your your own decision. I.e., I, do you want them to continue to keep you um, alive if they've determined the medical personnel have determined that um, that that you're no longer functioning and you will never be returned to function. So um, you're incapacitated in such a way that, that uh, uh, essentially you're going to be a constant vegetative state for however long they keep you alive. The medical power of attorney, the health care power of attorney, it's a little bit different in that it will give someone a uh, ability to, if you're incapacitated, um, but you might recover, you might not, to make healthcare decisions while you're incapacitated, if that makes sense. So, so one is, I want to be kept alive or I don't want to be kept alive. The other is, I want to give someone the power to assist if I can't do that myself. If that, um, I don't know if that distinction yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I think that uh, makes sense. So slightly different documents. Um, they are two documents that we provide in the office. Um, again, as you look at the packet that we generally provide in um, the process is fairly simple. There's a website that the service member can go to, fill out their, um, fill out their information, tell us what they want, a will, um, a living will, health care power of attorney. They can tell us what they want. They fill in the information. We pull that down. We have a consult with the member. We talk about the benefits um, to each of those documents, and then we'll produce those all at the, at the same time. But, but the total package that is available to an airman, the typical package that we put together, probably has about a $1,200 value um, if you're looking at it on the civilian side. So. Right. Thank you, sir. If you want to find out about this online will worksheet, you can go to aflegalassistance.law. AF.mil. More with Lieutenant Colonel Matt Getton in a minute. Make sure you check out the Wings Facebook and Instagram pages, especially our Ask an Airman question of the month. We have two questions this month. What was your experience during the COVID 19 uh, quarantine? And did you binge watch any shows on Netflix? I was so busy with homework, unfortunately, I don't think I uh, binge watched any TV shows. Uh, I wish I could have done that. Check out the answers and leave your answers on our Facebook page. I'll share one airman's response at the end of the podcast. We're back with the 126th Air Refueling Wing Staff Judge Advocate, Matt Gatton. Sir, can you notarize there at the uh, JAG office if I need something notarized? Yes. So, so yeah. We absolutely can do that. Everyone in the office, um, well, except for our brand new accession, um, who we stolen from you. Uh, everyone, yeah, we're not heartbroken about yeah. it or anything. <laughs> uh, we're happy to have them. Everyone <laughs> in our, every, not happy to lose them. Right. <laughs> everyone in our office um, can do that. So if you have something that requires a notary, um, just pop in on a drill weekend, and it, it takes uh, just a, less than a minute. We can. We can notarize it and get you out the door. <clears throat> what, here's what I'm thinking. Um, I live in St. Charles, mm-hmm. and Missouri, this is a hot topic, requires a notary public for your uh, 
mail-in ballot. Mail-in absentee right. ballot. Sure. Can will that suffice? If I bring that in, if I am here on a drill weekend, and that even though it's in Illinois, but I guess it's a military notary. Correct. That's right. So so we are we do not have state specific um, notary. What we have in in our office is a federally recognized military notary, and so. I I would I can check that, but but my gut reaction to that is that ninety nine point nine percent sure that that notary would suffice for your um, absentee slash mail in ballot. Um, you know I I've heard a lot of chatter about that, and I don't know what I don't live in Missouri, but in Illinois we've had um, we've had absentee balloting for. I'm as, as long as I can remember, um, in in you know in the last let's say 15 to 16 years, you don't really even have to give a reason why you want right. That. You know you can just request that ballot and they'll send it to you um, through the mail. Now in Illinois, it's not and when it comes to that, you don't have to get it notarized. Um, you just have to request of the of the um, circuit or I'm sorry, the county clerk um, the, the the ballot. Um, from your precinct. So, uh, but no, to answer your question directly, yes, I believe that uh, if you wanted to vote by mail, vote by absentee in Missouri, you could bring that in and we can notarize it for you. Okay. There are some resources available to you out there if you are deployed. And I know we've had, of course, with COVID, um, I'm just coming off a four month deployment myself. We had upwards of uh, 175, 126 airmen on duty at any given time during COVID response. <clears throat> Excuse me. We also had numerous members on for civil unrest and uh, preparing for flood. I know we have um, had a, a rash of deployments, um, you know, outside of CONUS. And so um, those people that are currently deployed there are um, there are resources available to get that ballot, no matter what your jurisdiction is, or no matter what your voting jurisdiction is. So, um, I would encourage them if they're listening to this to go out and find those and and do it sooner rather than later. Make sure that they know that they can get the ballot in a timely manner because most of them require postmark by the election date. So, um, but there's there's resources out there for military members on a Title Ten status, so an active duty status, to get that. You're right. Sir, we talked about what the JAG office can do, but what can the JAG office not do in regards to legal assistance? Sure. Well, I, just briefly, the so I mentioned, you know, what we can, what we can, what we do um, in the office. Um, in I think it's important to know what we cannot do. So, by regulation, we. We, the lawyers in my office, are not allowed to represent you downtown for something that occurred okay. in your civilian side, right? So, um, that being said, if we can, if we have the um, um, knowledge to help you, if you want to come in and have a consult with us about one of those things, um, something that comes up frequently is um, family court issues. So, um, you know, child support, divorce, um, anything like that that might be in family court. 
I can't represent you on the on the civilian side. I'm a special prosecutor. So um, you know, Don Latrofa, Major Latrofa, my deputy. Um, he works for the Social Security Administration as an attorney. We have uh, we have training in all areas, but we don't necessarily practice in those areas. So what we do is we can. Um, uh, I, I, I'm hesitant to say refer you, but we can assist you in trying to find an attorney who can represent you outside um, if that's something that you want. Um, and then also, we can offer some um, counseling um, just to get you on the right track. And so, so uh, even though we can't, can't enter our appearance on your behalf in any case downtown, we do, we do provide a little bit of a, assistance there. So I just caution people because sometimes uh, airmen come in and say, hey, I got this traffic ticket. Can you go take care of it for me? No, <laughs> no, I can't do that. Um, uh, but, but we can maybe help you on your way to, to make sure that you have the, the legal resources that you need to help you with whatever issue that you're dealing with. So, um, And then I've already touched base on if it's an adverse administrative action from this wing, we simply won't be, um, be able to help you um, or assist you in that, but we can get you a referral to the ADC who will help you. So, <clears throat> If you, uh, yeah, if somebody needs to see the ADC, does the ADC come down to, come down from Springfield? Uh, he could. Um, so our, our current ADC in the state of Illinois is uh, Major Ryan Lensner, and um, he is out of the Chicagoland area, but he, he does drill in Springfield. Um, it really depends on his availability and then your situation. So the more serious the situation, the more likely he is to come down and do a face-to-face. He does attempt to, um, throughout the year, to travel throughout the state to make sure he's touching those bases. But, but the answer to your question is directly is not necessarily, but, but certainly he's, he can make himself available to do that. It's like an, almost an old-fashioned circuit attorney where they used yeah, to right. ride from circuit to circuit. That's right. <laughs> he, he, I don't think he's on a horse, on horseback, but... <laughs> but um, I, mean, I think he prefers a car. Yeah. But, but, uh, but no, he's a, he's a very skilled attorney. Um, spent a, spent several years on active duty, um, and um, was the chief. I know the last time I interacted with him on active duty, he was the chief of mill justice at um, Mountain Home. So um, he, he's a good guy, easy to talk to, and um, I would encourage anyone who has anything. Uh, any adverse action pending against them where they've been appointed um, Major Lensner that they they contact him. That's great. How can they get a hold? How can folks get a hold of you? Are you guys holding? Are you guys holding office hours right now during this? Right. Yeah. So, so, time? so that's that's a great question too. So everyone, the, our legal office is um, traditional guard manned all the time, right? So if if it's a drill weekend, it's easy. Give us a call or just pop in. And, and if we can meet with you, we will. If we can't, we won't. We'll set up an appointment for you, depending on what your situation is. Um, throughout the month, though, if you contact your chain of command, if it's something that they need to reach us, 
we're available all through the month um, for that purpose. And so, um, yeah, it it probably won't be a face-to-face meeting, but sometimes it is. Um, my uh, my deputy is lives in the Chicagoland area. I live um, about halfway between here and Springfield, and so uh, I'm not too far away. If if we needed to set up a set up a meeting, we could do that. And so, um, and then. <clears throat> My previous uh, law office superintendent and my new one <laughs> are both local. So, so if if we really need, if we really have a hot button and we need to meet, we can uh, set up something with the paralegal and, and we can make that happen. So, uh, but, you know, no, great question. Um, we are not a full time, or we're, we don't have any full time staff. So, um, but there's a there's always a there's always a way. Where there's a will, there's a way, right? So Yeah. All right. Thank you, sir. Lieutenant Colonel Matt Getton, the 126th Airy Fueling Wing Staff Judge Advocate. You can uh, reach the 126th Airy Fueling Wing Legal Office at 618-222-5733. Also, you can complete an online will worksheet at aflegalassistance.law.af.mil. We're here with Tech Sergeant Rich Olson, production recruiter from the 126th Air Refueling Wing Recruiting Office. Tech Sergeant Olson, what jobs are available this month? Well, this month we're highlighting a couple jobs from the Logistics Readiness Squadron. Uh, We're currently looking for some people interested in being a fuels apprentice and some uh, vehicle maintainers. That's a great uh, job right there, vehicle maintainer. You can take those. Those are uh, two jobs you can take out into the civilian world. Absolutely, especially, you know, the, the vehicle maintainer. You know, you get those certifications, you know, the ASE certification. That's uh, highly sought after for vehicle mechanics. Two months left in the fiscal year. Bonuses, any available? Yes, we do have some bonuses available right now. Bonuses for crew chiefs. Uh, bonuses for security forces. Uh, the big thing to remember with that is we're coming up on the end of the fiscal year. Um, once October 1st hits, um, I don't know what the bonuses are going to be. So so you have to enlist before October 1st. That's correct. Okay. All right. Tech Sergeant Rich Olson from the 126th Recruiting Office. Thanks for taking the time. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Thanks to Tech Sergeant Rich Olson for letting me stop by their office in Building 5010. Again, you can contact the 126th Recruiting Office on Instagram and Facebook, 126 Recruiting, or give them a call, 618-222-5701. Again, be sure to check out our Facebook page for this month's question for Ask an Airman, one of the questions this month was, what did you binge watch during quarantine? Uh, my name's Airman First Class Gregory Godair. Um, I'm with the 126 CPTF, and I am the basis ALO, accounting liaison, yeah, accounting technician. I, uh, my favorite one was probably The, the Last Dance. Okay. I, uh, I watched that whenever they came out. And I've watched it probably about three times now. Thanks, Airman First Class Gregory Goder with The Last Dance for his answer to that. The Last Dance, an interesting look at uh, Michael Jordan. Some say he's not painted in the best light. Thanks for listening to the 126th Air Refueling Wing podcast focused on people, mission, and community. I'm Tech Sergeant Brian Ellison. (laughs) 